go in prayer spirit of the living god and holy father lord god we give you glory on today we thank you for this month of this amazing and spectacular year oh god lord god we thank you for a day that we have never seen before that is full of grace and mercy father god we thank lord god that you are blessing us oh god father god we thank you that there is no mountain too high and no valley too low that you cannot reach us oh god father god we pray and we saturate this service lord god we pray even now lord god that your people be blessed oh god not only that they be blessed lord god but they be edified to continue the journey for you oh god father god i die so that you may live father god we pray even now lord god that everything that they have come seeking from you whether it be online or in person lord god that you meet them today that they receive an encounter from the most high god these and all things we pray in jesus name amen and amen amen Amen. My topic for today is going to be, are you covered? Are you covered? It's a question. Amen. Are you covered? Amen. And I'll be likening this to an insurance policy. Amen. Everybody know what it's like to have insurance, whether it's auto insurance, life insurance, or health insurance. You need to know that the first thing they ask when you get in an accident is, are you covered? Amen. Hallelujah. And I want to let you know that there are benefits of being covered in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. And your insurance policy is the blood of Jesus. We share a covenant with the father for what he has done on Calvary through his son, Jesus. The word of the Lord says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That is a covenant or a coverage. The blood of Jesus allows us to be healed, holy, whole, and purified. The blood cleanses us from sin. What is sin? It is those daily attachments of evil, those things that where we are separated from God. What is sin when we sin against God and what the blood of Jesus allows us to be purified through this process? It is the price that Jesus paid for us to be redeemed from the enemy. The word of the Lord says that the wages of sin is death. So meaning we all bought that ticket to hell. We all were supposed to die, but because God redeemed us through his blood, we have the right to stand and be free today. The word states in the book of Colossians, the first chapter in the 14th verse, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. So that thing that separates us from God, his blood causes us to be brought back to him through repentance and forgiveness. Hallelujah. When we think about the blood, I think about the blood that's in our body and it has unique properties. The blood carries your DNA. Hallelujah. The blood carries your stamp. The blood carries your history. The blood carries oxygen. Hallelujah. And the life-giving blood of Jesus is the breath of God which is in us. The life-giving blood of Jesus is the incorruptible seed of God. So it doesn't matter what phase, what withers, we have a seed of God that cannot be contaminated, not by this world, not by problems, not by circumstances, not by COVID, not by your job, but we have an incorruptible seed of God that comes upon us, that lives in us, that carries us through his blood. What does this insurance policy provide? The blood provides redemption. Hallelujah. What is redemption? It means to be bought back. 
Hallelujah. It needs to be brought back. Hallelujah. Because we were all supposed to be condemned. But redemption brought us back. That is a benefit of our policy. The blood provides forgiveness. Hallelujah. Daily and ongoing forgiveness when we repent and go to him. The blood provides justification. Hallelujah. Just as if it has never happened. The blood provides it. The blood provides reconciliation. Hallelujah. When he can put back together things that were shattered. Hallelujah. The blood provides sanctification. Hallelujah. When he is able to purify, set aside, the blood provides. The blood provides freedom. Because he who the son sets free is free indeed. The blood provides access to God. You can't even go to God without the blood. God tests us. This is how he purifies us. Because there are a lot of things you think you over till you get a test. It's a lot of people you think you forgave till you see them and you get mad again. It's a lot of people you thought you was past that and then you be like, oh, I ain't past it. I ain't past it. I ain't past it, Lord. I need you to help me like the psalmist said this morning. I recover. First John 1 and 7 says, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light and we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son cleanses us from all sin. I have good news on today. God is not calling us to be perfect, but he is calling us to walk with him and stay covered. And if we are connected to the vine, the Bible says that if we abide in him and him in us, if we stay connected to the vine, hallelujah, that means that he is the vine in our branches. I don't have to do nothing but just be the branch. I don't have to go try to produce nothing. I just got to be the branch. All I got to do is stay connected when the wind comes. Stay connected when the rain comes. Stay connected to the vine because the life source is in the vine. All I got to do is just be a branch. And as I continue to be a branch, the branch will cause me to birth forth fruit. That birth is not connected to the vine. If you are absent of fruit, it's because your connection has been disconnected from the vine. Because where the branch is connected, the fruit will follow. He is calling us, people of God, because there is a great reward to those who endure to the end. He is calling us in our strength and he is calling us in our weakness as well. That's one of the things I like about David because David went to God at the high points and David went to God at the low points. And that's what it means to truly be connected in the vine. That's what it means to be a true branch. That's what it means to be truly submitted. Lord God, I bless you on the mountain, but I bless you when I'm in squalor. I bless you with my victories and I bless you with my mistakes. I bless you, Lord God, in my good and my bad because I belong to you. It never ceases to amaze me with my children. They can be off the chain, but they know I love them. And so even in their good and in their bad, they still my children. My love changes not for them. And if I am a if I am a parent in the natural, how much more so does God love us? When we are weak, he will be strong because our faith will be made strong. And our faith increases. In his ability, not my ability. My faith increases in God's ability, not what I can do. 
because in my flesh there dwells no good thing but as long as I am connected to the vine then I get my life source from the vine and it begins to transmutate and regenerate me and transform me into the image of Christ However, great is the reward of him who endured to the end. God's faithfulness to us is not based on our performance or our condition, but because we are his, his redeemed and his investment. Amen. I went to business school and one thing we know about investments is that sooner or later people want to return on their investment. And when God has invested in us, he is looking for a return on his investment. I want to talk about this policy a little bit because I read my policy, people of God, and my policy states that we are the head and not the tail. It states that we are above only and never beneath. It states that we are the lender and not the borrower. It says that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. It says that whatever we ask in his name shall be given to us. It says that he will never leave us nor forsake us. We have benefits, people of God, just because we are covered in his blood. When I look in the book of Romans, the 8th chapter, the 16th verse says, The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. 17 says, And if children, then we are also heirs, and heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Amen. It reminds me of the old Baptist hymn that says, Much Jesus bear the cross alone, and all the world go free. No, there's a cross for everyone, and there's a cross for me. So if we suffer with him, we also will be glorified with him. You don't escape the cross. You don't escape the cross. My cross don't look like your cross, but you don't get to escape the cross. Everybody has a burden that they must bear. There's no escaping the cross. That's why I can't look at your cross and be like, oh, Lord, I want that cross. That cross will break your back. He gave you the cross you can bear. It just look easy because they're carrying it through the connection of God. That's why people who be on your job think they can do better stuff than you. And then when they get the position, they can't do it. Because you had a grace to do it and you made it so easy. They got jealous and they wanted it. But then when they got it, it was too big for them. Sometimes we look and think things are easy because God has graced and anointed people to go through. But that is because they were obedient as a branch and wasn't trying to be a tree all by themselves. There is a surrender that must happen in your spirit where you understand that I can't do this by myself. It won't work. It won't work. I need your help. God, I surrender this. I acknowledge you in all my ways that you may direct my path. I trust and I lean on you. Because my own understanding is a little messed up. He wanted me to let the people to know today to stop worrying and stressing because it's covered. It's in your policy. It's covered. Your salvation and the salvation of your household is covered. He said it's in the policy. And then I was reminded of a few years ago. 
I had a pipe burst in my kitchen at the house and water went everywhere. It destroyed cabinets and um, I was stressing and I was worrying because the first thing I thought about was who gonna pay for this? Then I thought about this is a lot of water. Water calls mold. Who gonna pay for that? I know I only make a little bit. And this looks like a lot. I'm stressing because the situation that I was in had me feeling a little funny. And as soon as I got on the phone, somebody said, Ebony, why are you stressing out about that? You got insurance, right? I said, yeah, we pay insurance every month on the house. Well, then it's covered. I did not know that the pipe was covered because I never had to use the policy before. I never had a whole policy, so I never knew what it was covered. They told me it was something good to have. They told me when you buy a house, you need insurance. They told me that you should keep it up and keep it current, but I didn't know for myself. you in a situation where you will know for yourself who he is. Well, you will read the covenant for yourself because your little bit is not enough to cover that big old pipe. I called them people that man came out to the house. He looked at it, he said, yeah, it's a bus. I said, I know it's a bus. Water is everywhere. He said, but let me tell you what your policy strips. He said, we're going to send out someone. They're going to vacuum up the water. They're going to treat the house for mold. He said, okay, and it has destroyed all of your bottom cabinets. We're going to get that done. But looks like these cabinets are dated, so I can't match the top of the bottom. So, you know, you need to get top cabinets and bottom cabinets. We're going to go ahead and cover that. Then we're going to go ahead. This pipe also runs out to the wall because it's the pipe that also connects to your washer and dryer. So we need to fix those pipes as well. So guess what? We'll send in someone to do the stucco. We'll send in someone to do the paint. We'll send in someone to do all the stuff you don't know how to do. And I said, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Are you covered, people of God? The Holy Spirit will teach you all things and give you revelation. This revelation will reveal to you and it will cause you to see things. It'll cause you to see things in relationships. It'll cause you to see things in situations. It'll cause you to see things clearly for what they really are and not what you want them to be. When you receive the coverage of God, it changes your lens and your scope because God will show you that it was certain things that are not any longer inside of your realm and your scope that you should be dealing with. God will show you things about people and situations that no longer fit where you're going, but they only fit where you've been. God was showing me at the beginning of this month that October was going to be the month of the show. And he was showing me the vision of a telescope. And he said that, Ebony, I'm going to be revealing things with clarity and greater focus this month. And if there was something you've been praying about, people you've been praying about, you know them kind of people you don't really fully know, but you got to like, eh, kind of like, but I don't know about you. You know those people that you kind of like, I don't know, should I take this job? Should I not take this job? You know, there's things that are hidden. And God says, I'm going to be able to 
sharpen these lens and show people if they are willing to listen so whatever he shows you this month don't ignore it if you start seeing people who was cool not be cool anymore pay attention because he's refining the scope because the closer you get to him and the closer you get to your destiny everybody's not going to be able to go with you and you have to be cool with that but i wouldn't be I wouldn't be good uh, at this if I talked about coverage and I didn't tell you that however you can be covered, you can also be uncovered. I have to give you the antithesis. And if you can be uncovered in the spirit, first of all, it's going to cause you to lack self-control. You also going to have problems with discernment. You also gonna have problems with decision making. That is a sign of being uncovered. Proverbs 25 and 28 states, whoever has no rule over his own spirit is like a city broken down without walls. If you can't get yourself together, how you gonna get a family together, a job together, other people together, if you can't get yourself together. He said that you got no rule over your spirit. So you a city without walls. And we know back in the day they put walls around the city as, as a protection measure. That's why Jericho had to be marched around. They put it on seven times. The walls kept tumbling down because the walls protect you. You gotta have a fortification and a hedge. Hallelujah. We call it a hedge of protection that is around us so that everything can't run up on us. It is a blessing when people know they just can't run up on you any kind of way. It is a sign that you have control over your spirit and they better have control over theirs if they seek to approach you. We not loose, loosey-goosey all out here. We contain the spirit of the most high God. You better come correct. Because when we are unsubmitted to God, we become a slave to sin. The Bible talks about being a slave to sin. And when you are a slave to sin, people say, well, I don't do all that stuff. I don't cuss, I don't drink, I smoke. But if you're not covered by God and you are unsubmitted to him, you are still a slave to sin. Because all there are sins that are outward and there are sins that are inward. You have sins, transgressions, and iniquities. And they all need to be dealt with. Whether somebody can see it when you walk down the street or not. Whether it's that thing that keeps you up in the midnight hour crying and nobody knows about it. It is still have to be covered by God. If you're unsubmitted to God, you become a slave to sin. And if you're a slave to sin, you're a slave to the course of this world. This world has a set course for every generation. Every 10 years, there's a new course that's set in front of us. And it is presented to us to see how we're going to deal with it and how we're going to move with it. What's going on now? People have planned for the last hundred years. It is just taking effect right now. Everything you see has already been has already been pre has already been pre-planned and predetermined 
And what happens is when you are not up under God, your thinking is so off that you are a slave to sin, then it makes you a slave to the course of this world. That's why we don't see a lot of separation between church and the world anymore, because church has also adopted things of the world because they have not been completely transformed in the renewing of their mind. What you have to understand is when the enemy wants to take you out, he always sends conflict, offense, confusion, and distraction. When he want to take you out, he ain't going to send nothing. He's going to send it in them categories. Conflict. Offense. I don't like you no more. Confusion. You ever met people that just live in a cloud of confusion? All the time. That is a symptom of the enemy. Because God is not the author of confusion. Okay? So we got to let the word have the final say. So even when our life don't match up with it, we got to come back to the standard of the word. And distraction. And when we think about this, all of this starts here in our thoughts. Because if our thoughts in our mind, the Bible says, be ye renewed by the transforming of your mind. That means that the mind that you got is messed up. It needs help. When some, have y'all seen the movie Transformers? It goes from a car to a whole robot. Your brain got to go from your mind to the mind of Christ. It's a whole transformation. It's a whole going from a worm to a butterfly. You got to have a metamorphosis in the spirit. There are no original thoughts. All thoughts originate either from heaven or hell. That's why you can be thinking something somebody else thinking. When God ain't just spoke to you, somebody, God speaks to an atmosphere and those who are connected catch it. That's why the prophet here, here's what the prophet there, here's what the prophet there, here's what the prophet there, here's what the prophet there said. Because he spoke it to the atmosphere. We all caught it at the same time. And just like God speaks to an atmosphere, so does Satan. And he'll send out fear. And if you grab hold to it, you will be trapped. God speaks to atmospheres as well as Satan. You got to mind what you're listening to. He told me this morning to add into my notes that all thoughts are not yours. Some of these things you thinking ain't your thoughts. Cast them down. The Bible says you must capture it and strike them down. You must bring them down. Capture every thought. Don't even let the thought linger because it wasn't yours. You think the thought yours because it came in your brain, but you don't understand that a lot of stuff comes in your brain that ain't yours. Some stuff might tell you to steal. You know not to do that. Some stuff might tell you to go be crazy. You know not to do that. Every thought did not originate from heaven. So you gotta constantly be thinking, is it from God? Is it from the enemy? Is it from God? Is it from the enemy? And if it's not like up with the word you gotta cast it down you can't even entertain it you can't entertain people who operate like that because that spirit will be spoken in you faith comes and hearing by the word but faith has to be worked out there's a working out of your faith but the opposite of faith is fear and faith drives the kingdom of God and fear drives the kingdom of hell so we can't operate in both at the same time. It'll mess up your engine. It's like diesel and unleaded. You can't, it don't go in the same car. And that's why you confused. Because if you put that in your car, your car going to be confused and stop working. Our biggest threat, our biggest threat is self-inflicted. 
When something is self-inflicted, that means you did it to your own self. Stop blaming everybody. Can't you can't keep blaming your mama, you real grown now. Can't keep blaming your daddy, you ain't know you ain't never know him, but you didn't know in God. You can't keep blaming the people on your job. You can't keep blaming who was there and who wasn't there. You can't keep blaming the COVID is why I'm no, you still had like a lot of stuff to do that you could have did, but you just didn't do it. We can't keep blaming because he said that the biggest threat is self-inflicted. I say, okay, God, what are you what are you trying to say here? So these were the words that he gave me. He says, what happens is when people have no walls because they have been broken down because of what they've heard, because of what they encountered, because of the people that they're around, because of their experiences. He say they go into what voluntary isolation. And he said that is where you cut off your friends and your family and people who love you because the enemy chooses to use you through deception and he convinces you that you are all alone in the situation that you are going through. He convinces you that no one really cares. He convinces you that you have to look out for yourself because there is no one else that's going to do it. He convinces you to be overly reliant on yourself and not to trust anyone. But I tell you people of God that when the God wants to bless people, he sends someone. And when the enemy wants to distract you, he sends someone. So if you count everybody out, you may just as well be counting out your blessing and your deliverer. If we follow the enemy into this voluntary isolation where he is leading, this is a place in a cave. And when you go into this cave of isolation, that is where the enemy chose to have you all alone. This is where the enemy has free reign to place depression, humiliation, rejection and self-righteousness upon you and i said self-righteousness and god says yes because clearly if they are the only ones that can be right and everyone else is a sham then they are also self-righteous even though they are have collapsed walls he said so what happens is the self-righteousness says i choose not to deal with them i'm choosing this place of voluntary isolation this cave of isolation leads to a state of depression and anger and fear and sadness. When I think about it, if, I, if any of you ever watched the Animal Channel or National Geographic, and you watch the Serengeti or you watch the Sahara, you watch the animals in the jungle, one thing about a lot of the predators, they can't get the animals when they are in a hedge or they're in a herd with a whole bunch of other animals. They can't really get it. It's they're outnumbered. That is why corporate gatherings are so important. Because when we are together corporately, we begin to release a sound, a presence. We open portals to heaven that causes the enemy to back up. But what the enemy wants to do is get you in isolation. It's not until the wildebeest is by itself. It's not until they are by themselves. And then you see the, the lion creeping. He creeping because he's waiting for you to be distracted. And he, usually if you watch it, the herd been left, but he was distracted, sucking on the water still, playing in the tree. He doing all the stuff he shouldn't do when he should be keeping up with the group. And because he left behind, the lion was ready to devour. When you are in an isolated place, the enemy play tricks on your mind. 
You got to come to church. You got to connect with people of God because the world is so loud right now. Every time you turn on the TV, fear is everywhere. Every time you turn on the TV, foolishness is everywhere. Every time you turn on the TV, lies and deception is everywhere. The only way we have to counter that is through the word of God, but not just through the word of God, but through the people of God. Because the people of God are his oracles who carry his glory. You can always tell when you have been amongst someone who carried the glory of God. When you are alone, you have no one to tell you that you're being crazy. I got to talk about this. Yesterday was the World Mental Health Day. We are in the mental health month and we have to address this because when you by yourself, you make yourself king. But Jesus is the king of kings and he's saying that your mind needs to be renewed. Sometimes you don't know how crazy you is because all you do is tell yourself that crazy stuff and it sounds good to you because you're the only audience. But when you talk to other people and they spit back your crazy to you, you really get to see how crazy you are. Have you ever been in a situation where you told somebody, did you just hear what you said? <laughs> you try to reframe it and be like, so what you're telling me is. Because it's so far-fetched because you have been inside of your circle for so long, you have not gotten any corrective measures to line you up with Christ. You just lined up with the whoop-de-whoop. We got to come out of this case of isolation that the enemy has placed upon us. You can be isolated in a house full of people. Amen. You can be isolated and sleep in a bed with a spouse. Amen. You can be isolated and kids is all around. You can be isolated with a family of 300 people. You can be isolated and be popular. You can be isolated and be the leader. You can be isolated and be the administrator. You can be isolated because in your mind there's a prison if you are not constantly putting up the hedge in the blood of jesus you must hang in there because the lord will see you through you have no one there to tell you you have to come out of this cave because when you come out of this cage you're gonna have people to tell you that you're going to make it you're gonna have people to tell you that the lord will see you through you're going to have people to tell you they testimony and how God delivered them out of the same thing. That this is not the first time this has happened to you. You are not unique in this situation because we know that all Christians have a cross to bear. You have to come out because if you don't come out, you won't have the prophet there to give you instructions on how to be free. If you don't come out, you won't have anyone there but you. You must leave the cave and return to the land of the living. You must leave the cave and return to the land of the living. Get out of your slump, people of God, and live your life to the fullest. Go out and be blessed and be a blessing. Amen. Pray my strength in the Lord. Exciting things on the horizon and welcome to the Solutions family. I created this channel with you in mind. I can't wait to begin sharing with you all. My prayer is that you receive relevant solutions for everyday life. See you soon. Love, Ebb.